Welcome to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a podcast for the innovators from the experts. We know that you're busier than ever, and the last thing you need as a business applications innovator is a lengthy, drawn-out podcast where you walk away with the possibility of learning something new. Well, that's how the Digestible Dynamics Podcast is different. Each episode will contain one digestible tidbit about Dynamics 365 that you can immediately apply to your business. With the combined experience of three decades in the business application space, Dr. KJ and I understand that the power of technology is not about the features and functions, but rather the value it can bring to your business to help you transform and drive growth. That's why we'll focus on the most useful things that you need to know about the Dynamics 365 platform. Welcome everyone to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, your number one source for snackable tidbits that help you optimize your Dynamics 365 experience. When it comes to the healthcare and life sciences industry, the customer experience more closely aligns to the patient experience. As the healthcare and life sciences industry changes and transforms more digitally, the patient experience evolves to reflect that shift too. Now imagine when you're speaking to a healthcare payer or provider about your health, the experience shouldn't be stressful. It should be helpful. In today's episode, Leah and Nick with Hitachi Solutions highlight how Dynamics 365 is helping organizations within the healthcare and life sciences space put their patients' customer experiences first while solving other industry issues. Welcome, Leah and Nick. Hey, Kevin. How are you? Yeah, glad to be here. Great. So let's just go ahead and and take the first question. We want to open up and ask, what are the top digital transformation obstacles customers are facing within the HLS industry? Yeah, good question, Kevin. So I think a few a few things, right? So one is just the internal capacity to change and, and sustain that change. I think that's a big thing our customers face. Uh, I think prioritizing uh, that change, right? Understanding, uh, you know, the, the business impact of those various changes and how to how to do that incrementally is something that's always challenging. What's the the right most logical sequence of events, if you will, that can be digested by the business. Um, I think also making sure that there's a focus on the human side of all of this, not necessarily just just the technology, right? So how do we make it user, you know, user-friendly or how do we make it easy for the user or constituent to meet a specific outcome or objective? I think that's that's the most important thing that that often we lose sight of. It's about removing complexity not adding to it right and then just uh, you know making sure that you, you you have a platform that doesn't box you in if you will not not necessarily a point solution something that can can grow and expand incrementally uh, Leah I mean anything to, to add to that yeah Nick I mean I think you hit a lot of the things we hear from our customers every day uh, they kind of say it like this we want to be easier to do business with and we know that transformation is required in order to achieve that but we don't even know where to start. A really easy example to point that out is, you know, a member 360 or a patient 360 requires data and participation from multiple different groups uh, in order to have, have that view be successful. And that's hard, you know, it's hard to get everyone on board and to Nick's point, row in the same direction. And so um, those, are, those are definitely some of the common challenges that we see, uh, you know, within our client base. Great points. Thank you for that. So one of the things that I wanted to harp on is that human element that you mentioned. So if I understand, you're saying that it's not only the end users of D365 having to accept that change, but also the people it's going to affect in the case of patients. Am I understanding that correctly? 
Yeah. Yeah. It even extends beyond patients. I mean, you know, you've got providers, you've you've got, you know, various different groups, members, if you will, in certain areas, clinicians, physicians. Uh, there's a ton of different personas. The constituents are multiple, right? There's a bunch of different ones. And one day you are calling into your healthcare provider or insurance company, and it's always usually under duress. You know, that constituent isn't typically in a good mood because they're sick or a loved one is sick. And right. now it's not that, usually a that, happy call. Right. It's a, it's a stressful call. And you've put out there a new channel for them to communicate with you, a new app or a new IVR in the phone routing. And um, so I I'm, have a certain expectation of how I'm going to interact. I'm under duress and there's this new thing. It's tough. You know, it's a, it's a tough spot to be in in order to really foster true change, knowing that that's your constituent base, that they're coming in uh, in a stressful event. Yeah, Kevin, uh, one of the other things, too, one of the ways we solve for that here at Hitachi Solutions is through our user experience capabilities, in addition to good old-fashioned organizational change management. I like that. And when we think about the healthcare and life science space, you know, Leah, that's a good point. I didn't think about the, the, the idea of if I'm a patient having to make a phone call or having to use an app, I'm already probably frustrated or I'm not feeling well. So to have a, open my phone, scan a QR code, do some two-factor authentication, it's just frustrating. But I do think at the end of the day, that progress is necessary to a point where it becomes easier for everybody. Is that culture, that that culture behind how we treat our patients, the doctor-patient relationship and the insurance provider, does that affect the rate at which we're progressing in that space to accepting and adopting technology? I definitely think it does because, you know, while you're trying to transform and you would love to, you know, turn a switch on tomorrow and change everything quickly, I do think at least all of our customers that we speak to, they definitely have empathy for and understand that their user base um, needs to be brought along slowly. And so oftentimes they'll, we'll try to coach them into, um, you know, to Nick's point, you know, just old school OCM internally, but also helping them where to go after the low hanging fruit. So things that they're already frustrated with, their constituent base is already saying, this app is really hard to use, or this feature isn't working for me. Maybe that's a good place to start because you're kind of solving a problem we're already aware of and then focus on larger initiatives, maybe in tandem to really provide additional transformation. But it's definitely a consideration that maybe other markets don't don't have to have. Great point. That is 100%. I would agree with that, that. It's something that other industries aren't really thinking about in that perspective. Now, Lee, I wanted to ask you, how are customers using Dynamics 365 in the HLS space? So they're really using all pieces and parts of it, the sales module, the customer service module, the marketing module, um, really across the board. And I think that some of the tried and true things that Dynamics 365 uh, provides, you know, the 360 degree views, I'd love to say that in 2022, we already have that in all of our customers, but we still don't. We still don't have provider 360s. We still don't have broker 360. We still don't have patient and member 360. So some of the base core functionality that Dynamics provides is still, uh, we still have projects where, we're, where we are providing and using that tool to do that. And I think that on kind of on the more innovative end of things within that stack, 
um, RPA and the Power Platform has been really exciting because as we're talking about how hard it is to change within this industry, you know, something like a low-code application that allows you, um, you know, to do simple things like remove duplicate entry, which is all over the place in the healthcare arena. I think things like that are made a lot easier and a lot less expensive to achieve uh, with the Power Platform and with things like RPA. This is a particular industry that there really is a lot of adoption across the Microsoft Dynamics stack, including the PowerPlat stack. There's nothing more that I would love than to not have to repeat my entire medical history on every form or any of those things every time I go visit a doctor. It's like, what's bothering you? What was When the last time you visited, this was X, Y, and Z. Are you still on these medications? It's like, ah, oh, I wish you could just see, like, I haven't changed, you know? <laughs> I'm the same person. So it's like having that 360 would be absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I know there's a lot to that particular reason as to why medical records aren't shared, but just kind of pie-in-the-sky idea, that would be lovely. Well, Kevin, I mean, even it flip that around, right? Just to clinician and physician experience. Uh, you know, I mean, the war for talent, you know, for physicians and clinicians is very, very real for these organizations. So if if you can make it easier for a physician uh, or, or a clinician to do their job more effectively, then, then you're going to retain them. Um, you're going to save money through that. That's a good point, Nick. And speaking of that, so where are you finding those successes uh, where are customers finding the most successes when they're using Dynamics 365? I would say, you know, first and foremost, you know, to the fundamentals, right, of kind of the blocking and tackling of, of improving constituent experience, whether that's a member, a patient, a provider, uh, et cetera. I think really making sure that that is, uh, you know, the most important thing within the organization is to to be easier to work with in, in that constituents, you know, eyes or, or mind. Uh, so that's huge. Then, you know, from there, I think it's it's really enabling engagement from that that aspect of things. And and there's there's a couple different ways uh, that our organizations are doing that. But to to Leah's earlier point, they're they're able to use the platform to do that incrementally, right? So whether that's through providing, you know, insights via Power BI or, or a specific dashboard in one of these business applications that we're talking about, but even going beyond kind of just providing those, those insights, but, uh, you know, also helping enable the action based on, on what they're seeing, right? Or maybe even prescribing what, what action needs to be done uh, or even, you know, removing some things that might be considered administrative to that user from that that individual process or or journey, if you will. So so there's a lot of different things on that front. I would say it, where we find it is is in those kind of experience and in, in, in engagement areas more often than not. Leah, um, I know there's there's quite a few other you know sub things that that we've done, but anything else to add there? Yeah, I, I think you're right, Nick. That we heard a phrase from one of our customers, you know, predictive intent like automate some of the things that we might have to go hunting for and just show it to that CSR so that they can get more quickly to the answer. So, you know, that enablement that Nick was talking about, some of the embedded AI in Dynamics allows for you to be able to actually 
see a suggestion that's like, hey, I think they might be calling in about this claim, that little time savings or that little thoughtful, hey, are you calling in about this claim? Um, that can go a really, really yes. long way. Yeah, to your point, Kevin, like, don't make me repeat this. So Yeah, I just told the person what yeah. I was going through. <laughs> right, like, I don't want to go through this again. I don't feel good, or my mom doesn't feel good, or my kid doesn't feel good. And so, you know, when Nick's talking about that kind of, proactive engagement, it, that's a very real feature. It can kind of bubble this up and say, hey, we think it's this. And then the user then can can verbalize that to the constituent calling in. And you've now just elevated the experience uh, with a D365 feature. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, I agree. And, and now I'm curious as to, with the shift of telemedicine, how is that impacting customers in the HLS space? How are they, th- are they thinking about things differently? Is there more of a, a fire under them to really push towards adopting technology? Is that impacting it at all? Yeah, I think that if you look at the kind of macro trends in HLS, telemedicine is really that consumer-driven Amazon, Uber, consumer experience is the premium. It's the holy grail. It's everything we're after. It's really in response to that. Meet me in my home. Meet me at a convenient time. You know, I don't want to have to come to the office. I don't want to have to take time out of the day or or have to wait longer. And I think that's really a response to that and that the tech is really supporting that and allowing that. Um, and, you know, the integration with Teams and, and what D365 can do around helping support that from a patient or member 360 and then now scheduling the appointment and taking the appointment in Teams, which is another part of the Microsoft stack. I definitely think that consumer experience being such a big deal and retail really doing it very well and healthcare kind of coming along after retail, it's definitely, um, you know, it's definitely pushed the and up the ante on all the other experiences. Well, if I can get to my doctor within two hours and see him on a screen, well, then how come you can't answer the status of my claim in two days? You know, like it kind of pushes the envelope uh, for everything. Um, So it's definitely put the pressure on uh, for the rest of the org and the rest of the healthcare market, you know, to be better. I love that. Yeah, Kevin, it goes back to that platform too, that platform side of things. If you think of telemedicine as as kind of a a video chat channel, right? Being able to serve, uh, you know, the the constituent uh, based on what channel they prefer, right? Whether that's, you know, sending text messages, talking to them via the phone, via a telemedicine appointment, et cetera, or, or in person at a site and having, you know, one centralized location for all of those interactions, right? Uh, that's, that's critical uh, to the organizations we serve these days. Yeah, I agree. That's 100% critical. Uh, Before we dive into the last question about a customer success story, I'm curious to know how you're having these conversations around data security. When we think of HLS, all that's some of the most personal information that somebody has. So when you're speaking to these customers, how are those conversations going in the context of Dynamics 365? So I just had a a really great conversation with a very highly regulated Fortune 50 organization earlier today about this this specific topic and and really they've made the decision to to roll out power platform right power apps and power bi across you know all 100,000 employees uh, and and it's it's a big deal and it's an even bigger deal for their security team uh, to get comfortable with and that's one of the things that that we're we're really working through is is in these highly regulated industries 
their first mode of operation or knee-jerk reaction to a platform like we have is to lock everything down, right? Right. And really what we're doing is convincing them to just, hey, the only thing we need to do is make safe places for these makers to make, right? And if if we do that effectively, it's going to benefit the organization significantly. And in fact, it, it will probably make it a lot safer for you because we can enforce all of your DLP policies. We can enforce uh, all of this governance, right, through mm-hmm. this platform properly versus people doing, uh, you know, the old-fashioned rogue IT way, right, if you will. No, I appreciate that. I think that is exactly what I was looking for in the context of security. Now, I believe, Leah, you had a customer success story from within the HLS industry that Hitachi Solutions has helped with in the past. Yeah, um, I'm going to pick two. One's a more core CRM, you know, CE, CE sales, uh, customer service focused, and then one is Power Apps focused, um, and they're both relatively quick. So, like I said earlier, people in HLS organizations are using it really holistically for all of the pieces and parts that it provides. And so, very recently, we used Dynamics in order to provide a, a 360 degree view in an organization that has a lot of complexity with just their data strategy. They've got a lot of different vendors at play. You know, Microsoft isn't the only solution stack that they're using, which is very common in these enterprise organizations. And we were able to have Dynamics 365 kind of be the quarterback and provide that middle user experience to have all of the data come together extremely well. And there's real time savings associated with that. A lot of other things you can look at for ROI as well, but just not having to hunt through consolidating down nine different screens, 14 different screens perhaps that they're popping into other systems where the data lives. From a productivity standpoint, that's huge. You know, kind of flip that to the consumer who now has an agent who has all the information right in front of them, plus that embedded AI to make those suggestions a pretty wonderful lift on on providing a, a provider 360 in this case and having a doctor call in or, you know, another type of provider and be able to answer questions very quickly on the status of something or or the, you know, the contract information or network information, whereas that used to be a 10-minute phone call. So so that's a definitely one that's really leveraging the core pieces of D365. And then we've got another one leveraging the power platform in a way that I think it was intended to. So they wanted to capture um, permissions around, um, you know, sending documents, you know, health plans, email out or mail out, snail mail out your explanation of benefits information. Mail is expensive. We would prefer everything be paperless, but they have to get permission in order to do that. And so we spun up a power app dropped it on a website and it was post authentication. And then the member kind of could see that app very quickly and make that, you know, um, kind of elect into paperless. And they got a huge uptick in the paperless communication preferences. And now they're able to reduce the amount of paper that they're sending. We stood that app up in two weeks. I mean, that's, you know, very fast, very efficient, low code, which I believe is what the Power Platform was meant to do. And um, a great use case to look at how you can come up with something, come up with an idea, a quick fix for, you know, a seemingly small problem, but have a great return in, in just a couple of weeks, I think is, I think is powerful. Yeah, I love that, especially that last use case because the getting mail and you see it and you're like, oh, this is almost like a reminder of that procedure you went through, but it's not as a heavy burden when you click through a PDF and you see it, right? So that I think is a great way 
just from a patient experience that that would make a big difference, uh, but something I would never have thought of. So Leah and Nick, thank you so much for coming onto the Digestible Dynamics podcast. Can't wait to have you back on. I've got some questions about pie in the sky stuff where people may be using mixed reality for doctor's appointments and telemedicine, but maybe that's way down the ways with the technology. But thank you again so much for highlighting how Dynamics 365 is empowering customers in the HLS industry. Thanks for having us. Talk soon. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you for tuning in to Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a show for you, the innovators, with content directly from the experts. While we only cover one tidbit of Dynamics 365 per episode, if you want to learn more, head over to our LinkedIn page by searching for Digestible Dynamics on LinkedIn so that we can guide you to the right resource to help you maximize your Dynamics 365 experience. If you have any other questions, email your host, KJ and KG at digestibledynamics at microsoft.com. Until next time, folks.